Shut up and sit down. You're listening to the Cheaters Never Pin Podcast, a proud part of the Section 328 family. Follow us on Twitter at CheatersNVRPIN. Now, live from ringside, it's Mr. Workrate and JC. Welcome to the number one wrestling podcast recorded by two guys who think Breezango should be the next IWGP World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. He speaks the truth. This is Cheaters Never Pen. We're glad you joined us today. We're glad you join us any day, but today is a special mm-hmm. day because it's the one that we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm JC. Here next to me here at the commentary booth, my good buddy, Mr. Workrate Tom. Hey. Hey. How you Chris doing? Chris is not here. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. Now, now you're back to just us dicks. Yeah. He was too good, so we got rid of him. Right. Oh. I, I, can't, I can't lose another job. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sad laughter. We got a half-empty show for you tonight because not much is happening. <laughs> just going to lay and, that lay that out. And we, we had a few notes saying, you know, guys, two hours. That, that's a long time. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to roll right through this tonight, which is good because it's been real boring this week. Because you got to figure if... If we're going to go two plus hours, we're going to end up being like other professional wrestling podcasts. There's one I listen to that routinely goes like anywhere from four to five. And, and, and JC, what happened when we did the cheaters never pin podcast? Roll Tide. Roll Tide. All right, so tonight on the show, uh, we're going to talk Extreme Rules, because that's on Sunday, which means we'll be back to two hours next week, because there's a fucking pay-per-view. God, that popped up, and I was like, oh, God, that's right. That's, that's <sighs> Didn't we just have a pay-per-view last week? Yeah, welcome back to the cycle of every two weeks until we start the build to SummerSlam. Oh, boy. Roll Tide. Roll time. Uh, we'll, we've got a 10 count with no deaths. Two weeks Woo! in a row, Tom. The, the gods must be uh, happy or pleased for some reason. The counter on my board that counts how many deaths, uh, how many weeks free of death, uh, I didn't buy a two. So just had to <laughs> write it on there. You, you just got to get one of the chalk ones. You just. Yeah. That's or true. dry erase board, at least. That's a good idea. No one has chalkboards anymore. This isn't like 1971. You could totally afford it if you go to patreon.com slash section 328. Uh, and then we got our match exchange. Which I think I remembered to partially do. Yep. Same here. About mm, an hour ago. <laughs> We're efficient. Yep. All right. Well, let's continue the efficiency and talk about uh, Extreme Rules coming up Sunday. Give our predictions and our thoughts on the build and what's going on. Over overall thoughts on the way this card looks before we dive in. Um, I I just enjoy in- extreme rules just for the fact that now in the PG era of uh, the WWE, 
you're limited to the amount of, uh, for lack of a better term, extremity that you can do on a, uh, a pay-per-view or a regular show or anything like that. So it's it's interesting to me that they still try to throw some kind of stipulation in every match. So. Well, it's the one night of the year WWE goes extreme, except for, you know, Hell in a Cell and TLC and all those other ones. By which you mean nobody's paycheck is actually going to clear the following day? <laughs> They're not fucking what culture? Sick burn. Uh, <laughs> damn you, YouTube. Yeah, they stopped paying people, apparently. Uh, all right, so let's go through. I think the, the card's fine. Whatever, it's a B-show. I There's not a match on here that I look at and go, oh, that's going to be terrible. The matches all seem like they'll be... Good. Well, there's one that I think will probably be awful, but uh, well, understand five out of that six home run. It can't be too extreme because there is no Z at the end of rules. But there is a Z in Hardy Boys, so the Z is still the mid the nineties Z is there. Yeah, so we're fine. All right, let's go through this card. We'll go from we'll start from the bottom and get to the top like we're Drake. Uh, okay. Rich Swan and Sasha Banks take on Noam Dar and Alicia Fox, Fox because apparently a mixed tag team match is extreme. Um, one, why is it Rich Swan and not Cedric Alexander? And two, um, the faces are winning. <laughs> uh, it's Rich Swan and not Cedric Alexander because WWE booking committee or probably michael hayes can't tell the difference between black people oh jesus do, do, do. <laughs> here we go <laughs> i'm glad there are more and more podcasts just giving us p.s hayes isms uh have we offended anyone yet we everybody will. both of our listeners you know we had our most listened to show ever last week i didn't tell you this we had our well, mostly, so uh, we're, we're, I can I can already see the chart going down. Well, the moment that I said Chris wasn't here kind of cut our viewership. <laughs> People were trying to, it's still downloading, and you know, you can start listening before it finishes downloading. They're trying to stop it so it doesn't count. <laughs> uh, yeah, the match should be whatever. It'll be fine. Yeah, I mean. Four good workers. Whatever. I'm not worried about I was, it. I was interested. I did not realize Alicia Fox's backstory in that both she and uh, uh, what's her face that I can't think of her name. Uh, Sasha. No, the uh, uh, the girl that had the same first and last name. She re- she was with ECW at first. Kelly Kelly. Kelly Kelly. Yeah, the two of them were hired they were models and they were just hired basically on looks to the point where they just decided to hire them and then put them into developmental to teach them how to wrestle. And that was like six, seven years ago. And Alicia Fox is still around doing picture perfect Northern light suplexes. And according to Meltzer, the best one in professional wrestling. (sighs) (sighs) It's pretty. I mean, it is because she does a damn near perfect bridge. But yeah, she's a fine wrestler. She's perfectly fine. She's fine. Watching her, her eyes bother me. 
<laughs> go on. They're small. They're very small. Hold on. Um, let me Google this. And it may be because of the eye makeup she wears or something like that. Because on the uh, the uh, the tap out or whatever commercial that starts before half of the network programming, you see her and she doesn't really have the makeup on. So her eyes look somewhat normal. But when I see her, like when she's in ring gear and stuff like that, she, her okay, eyes yeah. just seem tiny. Yeah, I kind of see what you're saying. Her eyes are going to be so tiny she's going to lose this match. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Neville versus Austin Aries for the Cruiserweight Championship in a submission match. Extreme. It's not an I quit match. Nope. Nope. It's nope, a submission nope. match, so it's a it's a tappy tap tap match. <laughs> tappy tap tap match. Tappy tap tap. It's a happy Gilmore match. Thanks, Cole. Yeah. <laughs> um. Again, it'll be going to your home. It'll be. It'll be another really good match. Uh, I saw them last Saturday in Greensboro, uh, and they had a very good match, which the first five minutes of was Neville just running around the ring and yelling at this one woman in the front row for, fi- for five solid minutes. She was up in his face back. It was fantastic. Uh, really, really good match, I'm sure, uh, especially if it's close, you know. Obviously, that wasn't a submission match that I saw, but if the structure of the match is the same, and I'm sure it will be because it's WWE, uh, it'll be really good. Uh, I'm going to say Neville's still going to retain because Austin Aries tapped him on Monday. Yeah, it's uh, Neville's going to hold this title for as long as we can pretty much milk out of it. Aries had the, if Aries wasn't getting the title with the initial rub when he came back and was hot as all hell, then he's not getting it anytime soon. And uh, whatever kind of shine he had when he first came back is kind of worn off by now. Right. He's fine for 205 at this point, but he's not he's not at Neville's level at this point. So why bother to take the belt off him? It's not going to do anything. It's probably going to kill it dead that way. So why will they Neville. call? Why will they call up Hideo Itami to take this belt off Neville? Because uh, they've paid him for damn near three years now, and God, God damn it, I'm gonna get something out of that. I don't think he was actually hurt. I think I think he had one of those Lloyd's of London deals, and he was cashing it in like he was Mister. Lloyd's Perfect. of London doesn't do that stuff anymore. Kayfabe. Sorry, brother. Uh, the Hardy Boys. Take on Cesaro and Sheamus in a steel cage match. Extreme. The steelest of all cage matches. So we're getting a swanton off the top of the cage. No. No? No, I I was agreeing with you. Oh, I thought you said no. Yeah. I just made a noise. Uh I I I they could switch the belts here. And I'd be fine with that. But I don't see a reason to, because then, well, then I guess that means that WWE Great Balls of Fire, uh, there would be the rematch. Goodness gracious. Um, But I don't know. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast or I said it out loud or I know I've mentioned it to you in passing outside of that. But um, when is Rebby Hardy going to have this baby? She's like 11 months pregnant. 
That's a real good question. Let me and, Google that. And eventually, I mean, she, she, I know last time I saw a picture of her, which was probably damn near a few weeks, maybe even a month ago, she was pretty damn pregnant. Yeah, I'm checking, um, I'm checking her, her Twitter. Keep talking. And she's like, I, I think she's got to be like any week now, if not any day now. So, and I've been under the impression that when she gives birth or when she's ready to actually give birth, that's when you're going to see the title change so that Matt can get a little bit of time off to spend with his family and uh, just kind of do some positive home alone time. And maybe that's when we start to see, I don't know, something that's not necessarily broken, but maybe something (laughs) I don't whatever we can legally do at this point, but at least something still at the compound maybe. So yeah. Um, she tweeted 23 hours ago that she was eight months pregnant while replacing the carpet in the Hardy arcade. Maybe the Hardy's retained here. I don't know. Yeah. Who, who knows? Uh, again, it'll be a fine match, but we've seen it. So yeah. People will be thrown into the cage. Jeff will do a swanton off the top. There will be no blood because we don't do that stuff anymore. What? But it's the one night of the year WWE goes extreme, Tom. Come on. It's not. Ex- I mean, I guess the only way you can get juice in this day and age is uh, if Brock Lesnar gives you a concussion with his elbow. Yeah. That would be extreme. Uh,. Alexa Bliss versus Bailey in a kendo stick on a pole match for the Raw Women's Championship. Yes, it's 2017. God damn it. Did you just hear my echo? (laughs) I forgot to unplug it again. You just ordered kendo sticks. (laughs) I wonder if that would work. Hold on. All right. This is good podcast material. Alexa, order kendo sticks. Oh, it's only $22. No. I don't know if any of that got picked up. <laughs> no. It's just oh my you God. being... Alexa, stop. All right. Oh, I guess I'll uh, tweak that. So I was going to say I'll tweak that in post, but I guess uh, if you're listening to this, uh, you just heard it. But yes, you can buy a two-pack of Kindle sticks for $22 on Amazon. Ooh. Tommy Dreamer's excited. Uh, anyway, uh, Alexa Bliss and Bailey, Kendo Stick on a pole. Oh, God damn it. All right. Anyway, just did it again. I just, uh, just, Miss Bliss, which I've learned to say around these parts so that my dots don't go off. Um, <laughs> uh, th- there's nothing for Bailey to be gained here. I mean, theoretically, I guess they're going to want to have her gain her one ups. Yeah. They, they've been booking her recently, if you've managed to bother to watch Raw the last couple of weeks. They've been built, They've been trying to get this underdog thing back, and with just Alexa... Nope. Okay, I'm safe. With Miss Bliss <laughs> being this mean bitch, 
you know, just just a mean girl across the board. And like, so you can actually gain some sympathy for Bailey and it's not really working necessarily. And it's just going to get down to the fact that she's going to have to get knocked back down the ladder. So I think Alexa takes this one, whether it's a thing of she'll, um, get the stick or Bailey will probably end up getting the kendo stick, which isn't, doesn't make you win the match necessarily. No, it just gives you the right to use it. Yeah. She'll get the stick. And I don't know if it's a case of maybe Nia Jax will show up and like attack her from behind, make her drop the stick. And then if Alexa, or I'm sorry, if, if, uh, Nia Jack shows up. She's just gonna stare at them because you know eyes. Yeah, it's true. So you know, um, but yeah, Alexa's not dropping this trap here. No, okay, I'm, I'm really. I think I've covered this many, many times. I'm so sick of Bailey. I'm over it. I'm over the way, and it's not her. It's the way she's been booked. It's the way they're making her out to be this total geek. The Bailey, this is your life segment on Monday, which is probably the worst, one of the five worst segments I've ever seen on Raw in my life. Uh, did her no favors. If you're going to book a This Is Your Life, which I don't know why WWE loves This Is Your Life segments so much, but they do. Um, but if you're going to book that, you need to book it to where the things that are being presented are still noble, redeemable traits than the heel is ripping apart rather than, oh, look, Bailey is has an overprotective dad. Oh, look, she's never kissed a boy. Oh, look, for some reason, all we're talking about now is her ex-boyfriend wanted to hook up with her best friend. Oh, look, she had a doll. And it goes on for 20 minutes. It was awful. And it did it Alexa did the best she could with it. And then Bailey just she should have come out thirty minutes earlier. As in this never should have happened. But it did nothing but tear Bailey down to look like a complete idiot instead of making her more endearing to the fans. So I hope Alexa Bliss wins this. Hope she beats Bailey with a kendo stick so hard she's unrecognizable and she gets off TV for six months. So we can fix this character. Yeah, I've I've got nothing else to say to that. I mean, outside of I don't want her maimed necessarily. I want the character to be unrecognizable, not Bailey. But then we then we'll get like Luchador Bailey. Oh, that'd be see, no, that'd be fun. Her and uh, El Generico could tag team. Come on, that sounds great. No, okay. Let, now I'm back in. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, in the SmackDown rematch of the century, or some bullshit like that, uh, Dean Ambrose faces The Miz with the Intercontinental Championship on the line. And the extreme angle here is if Ambrose is disqualified, he will lose the title. So Maurice I, is totally hitting The Miz, and The Miz is winning the title, right? <laughs> this is going to be a 30-second encounter i was gonna say we'll get some kind of i mean there's no way that dean doesn't lose the title by disqualification no 
And like I said, nah. this stip is so dumb in the fact that if the Miz and Maurice are smart, which they are because we book the heels to be super geniuses half the time and the baby faces to look like the idiots. Uh, as soon as they come out and the bell rings, Maurice should just hop in the ring, clock Miz, match over. So why put this dumb this dumbass stipulation there to where that's all people are going to be thinking the whole time is why doesn't Maurice just hit him so they win the belt? I think ideally what you end up doing is you do something like that in the first 30 seconds. Don't say restart the match, no DQ. No, but instead of realizing, instead of doing the disqualification, the referee being not a complete idiot understands what's going on and maybe sends Maurice off. True. And then you get the match and then you're still going to have some kind of screw job where I don't know if Miz does the Eddie Guerrero grab the belt and then drop it next to him and then get knocked out by it or something along those lines. But yeah, I, I would like to see that just because everybody and their cousin's been saying, you know, well, yeah, Maurice is going to interfere immediately and like screw the match over, send her back, whether she interferes or not, you know, just send her back immediately. So you just have one-on-one and then we'll have the tomfoolery happen after at least, you know, 12 minutes of action or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and let's hope Dean doesn't phone in a match again. Because he's real good at that. Yeah. This is the one match I see as being the worst match on the show. Yeah, it could very well be. And <laughs> just bite your lip and realize that the Miz probably has to carry this match. Yep. yep. Absolutely. And it, that's not saying necessarily that Dean can't have a good match. But in a match like this, especially if you're doing, you know... I guess what is the opposite of extreme rules? Uh, <laughs> Dean's Amber, Dean Ambrose's offense is done in such a way that you have to sell the shit out of it, and Miz is going to have to sell the shit out of it, and he's going to have to make it believable that Dean is pretty much controlling the match, and you know, use his dickish heel ways to, you know, be the coward and back off, and then. Knit, because everyone knows that Miz is going to find some way to screw Dean out of this because this is a hole that he's in with this stipulation. So we know that it's going to happen, but how's it going to happen? So we'll have several aborted attempts and things like that, but it's up to the Miz here to have a halfway decent match. And I, I think he's up to it and, but we'll have to see if Dean's up to it and, if they do it the way that we want them to. Yep. And if there's one match they can destructively overbook, it is this one because of yeah. that stipulation. So it's my expectations here are very low, which, yeah. you know, it's WWE, so it's very low comparatively. <laughs> All right. Then the main event of the evening for the first time ever, a fatal five way extreme rules match. To determine the number one contender for the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt, Samoa Joe. The losers die. Jesus. That's extreme. Is that, is that 
not what fatal five-way means. <laughs> I never even thought that. I thought that was the stipulation. <laughs> the, four, the four losers all have to uh, do that samurai thing where they stab themselves with a sword like right on the stage. Well, it could be like you have like the person, the first person who wins gets to be the number one contender. And then you just keep going, like, then you have four remaining. And then, (laughs) like, eventually you go through, like, two, three, and then, like, you're down to two, and then the last person dies. That is extreme. There you go. It's The Running Man, but in 2017. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what year was The Running Man set in? I don't even know. Google that. Working on it now. There you go. Uh, I love that. So I don't know that I've ever seen it all the way through. Anyway, um, I think I legit think any of the five guys could win, which is good. I think Joe has the least chance of winning, right? Which you know I feel bad for Joe, which I think therefore puts Rollins at a lower chance of winning since they are embroiled in a feud. Uh. The Balor Wyatt thing that was teased never kicked off, so they have that as a trigger they can pull and go to for Great Balls of Fire and or SummerSlam. Um, I don't want Roman to win because <laughs> it is not time. Also, we're getting Roman and Brock at WrestleMania, so there's that's a thing. So yeah, uh, I I and this is leaving my fanboy bag at the door. Finn has the best chance of winning this match. He's also has the best claim to stake and that he never lost the title. So he should have this chance. So storyline wise, it works. You've had Heyman come out and pump him up. Um, it, I mean, it'll be a very good match. You've got five, well, four of the best workers in the company in the match and Bray Wyatt. So it'll be good. Leave Husky alone. I know. I love him, but I'm not. I don't. It's not that I don't like him. He's just. He's not. He, there. He's not on the level of the other four guys. Work no. wise. Um. Yeah. So I think Finn's gonna win in a very good match. Yeah, I think they're gonna pull out all the stops. I think. I think it's being positioned to have Finn win the match. Again, you mentioned the thing with Heyman. It, it just seems like out of place to have that and not do anything with it. Um, I mean, yeah, it could be something to totally screw him over and build to something else, maybe at SummerSlam or something like that. Maybe I don't know. Whereas, you know, Brock somehow or some kind of interference causes... Um, uh, Finn to not win the match for whatever reason to build the feud further. I don't know. Heyman doesn't have anybody else that could technically screw him over. So I don't know, but yeah, Finn's being put in that position. Uh, everybody else is kind of like background filler at this point. So um, I think you go with him. I think it leads to an interesting match. Just the contrast in styles with him and Lesnar should 
make for an interesting match. I don't know how the hell they're going to book it, but that's not my job. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I've gotten to the point now that I want to see Finn win this match. And it's going to be a very strong match. Um, I think, cause like you said, again, you've got the good workers in there. You've got kind of different storylines going and it, it's just, it should be done well. I mean, there's no money in the bank necessarily hanging from the ceiling, but it's going to be a similar type of match to that. So where you're going to get a lot of near falls and people breaking up pins and yeah, and two and nine tenths counts and that type of thing. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be really good. I, it's, um, it's the match I'm most intrigued by on the entire card. Yeah. It's, it's what it's been completely built around. So it better be good. It's and it's to going be, to be a long one too. It's supposed to change the course of the new era. If you pay attention to the adverts. Yeah. So, which when they say stuff like that, that means they're thinking, oh, we're going to swerve everybody somehow, which also makes me really, really nervous. Uh, The Running Man. Okay. Yeah, I wrote that down. Uh, When was Running Man, Tom? After a worldwide economic collapse, the U.S. has become a totalitarian police state censoring all cultural activity. So 2019 is when you're saying this is. 2019 is when the movie takes oh, place. Oh shit, that was such a good guess. The Running Man show, which this is based around, begins in 2017. So, what you're telling we are me... We're living The Running Man right now. I was now. saying, you're telling me Running Man was the documentary about what's about to happen. Yep. Yep. Replaced Richard Dawson with Donald Trump, and we are set to go. That's what happens when you get all the Covifi. I knew I liked that movie too much. Damn it. I didn't really wish for it to happen. <laughs> or did I? Dun, 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 dun. But you know where people can see that movie or buy that movie? I'd love to be able to buy that movie, but how? If you want to buy that movie, you go and you go to cheatersneverpin.com and you click we, the... We, yeah. Yeah. It's on our we, website. We, we actually... So not only are we doing wrestling podcasts, we're now a streaming subscription service. All right. <laughs> Forgot to tell you that. Uh, no, so you go to cheatersneverpin.com. Click the Amazon button on the front page. It's going to take you to Amazon. It looks like Amazon. It works like Amazon. You can shop for Running Man like you would on Amazon. And it's still Amazon. And then when you check out, you check out like normal. It doesn't charge you anything extra, but it kicks a few pennies back into the Cheaters Never Pin coffer, which we appreciate. Because doing this is expensive. I spend millions of dollars a week on production costs. There's Zimbabwe dollars, but still. <laughs> Just putting the the match exchange thing together was about twenty three grand. Yeah. So yeah. But there's a lot of exterior costs that we explained to you, but we're not gonna bother. Nope. Yep. I so take to- a, that's another podcast of its own. <laughs> yep. So you can go to Amazon or cheatersneverpin.com. Click on the Amazon button on the front page. Do your shopping like normal. Uh, when you're finished, kicks back a few cents to us to help us cover the cost of the show and doing it for you each week. And we greatly appreciate it. And we appreciate Amazon for giving us some of their money. And hey, if you're into it, um, if you like Cheaters Never Pin and our, uh, is it sister podcast? Uh, I guess it yeah. is. They say sister, they don't say brother. So our, our, uh, our tag team partner podcast. There you we'll go. That. That's that's on brand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 
Cheaters Never Win podcast, uh, which goes about hockey and alcohol and all that type of stuff with uh, Derek and Mike, uh, you'd know that we have uh, merch for Section 328, uh, a large variety of T-shirts, including a Pucking Sunshine shirt. Yes, uh, I got mine today. For Mr. JC there and his uh, regular column that he does over on section328.com so you can go and you can click on our amazon.com link on cheaters never pin and then buy uh jc's t-shirt or several other uh section 328 t-shirts uh allegedly the shut up tom t-shirt may be up there soon along with some other quality merch so if you do that it it doubles your efforts Derek of a putting a few pennies in our pockets, both by using Derek the affiliate link and by buying some of our merch. So please feel free. Uh, buy some stuff there. We want money. Uh, is your subliminal <laughs> message over? I'm glad I didn't throw you off. I'm really excited to listen back to that part of the show. <laughs> I am so impressed that I got through that whole thing. I don't know how the hell I did that. Oh. And the whole time I'm thinking of, do you have mesothelioma? <laughs> Why did that come to mind? Because at certain other podcasts, they make a few ducats there by uh, certain ambulance chasing lawyers oh. <laughs> uh, defending mesothelioma victims. So Yes. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, uh, I've, I've only been listening to like one podcast repeatedly and back episodes of it so back in the archives yeah um oh yeah also uh another podcast note uh we built the city is worse than final countdown just throwing it out there mike yes uh we can agree on that one you're you're outnumbered three to one mike uh, it's it's more than three to one because some outside references yeah but those people don't have podcasts tom that's true. We obviously know everything and are way more important than all of our listeners. Don't listen to him. You're very important <laughs> to us. Please don't leave. Please stay. We need you. Yes. Uh, Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Uh, it hurts me to say that because fuck Nick Saban. <laughs> fuck really. Alabama. Fuck, fuck him the, in his ear. Fuck the SEC. Is it the first time you've ever said fuck on this show? It may be, but holy shit, this is a monumental episode. As a as a Dolphins fan, uh, okay. I really Fair. hate Nick Saban a lot. <laughs> I can understand that. So, oh, that... Uh, I did think of another bit we need to do. Okay, um, live in game updates. Because oh. I, I know how well that goes over. So, what's happening on NXT right now? <laughs> uh, nothing, because it's nine o'clock. I was going to say it's over now. I was going to say Nashville and Pittsburgh are tied 1-1 with 15-28 in the second period. All right. There you go. That, that's that's hockey for those of you. Hockey. See, we're trying, to, be... we're trying to bring the brands together so people want to listen to both. Synergy. And, and numerous wrestling fan, numerous wrestlers, I should say, are big Nashville Predators fans. Both Eric Young and... And Rusev, and I guess Lana, by association, right. are big uh, Nashville Predators fans. So, yep. I mean, that's why we're not getting a big Rusev angle right now because Stanley Cup. 
Speaking of Lana, why is she not in the women's money in the bank match? Uh, because she's coming. Hey, hey now, comment. It. It's a family podcast. Really? Because I just said fuck like <laughs> two minutes ago. I also just kept whispering, buy our shit under you for a good 30 seconds. Well, that's how the NWO started. <laughs> True. And look That's how successful need. they were. We need some viral. Mar- okay, if anyone wants to make us make us some viral marketing of black and white images of us, say this is a paid advertisement by Cheaters Never Pin, and it's us in leather jackets, which just buy me the Finn one from WWE Shop. I'd appreciate it. And it's just us looking really cool, and then we can come down from the ceiling on a motorcycle, and then we can get we can give away the results of what happened on Cheaters Never Pin or when the other show. It'd be fucking great a good angle to shoot jc yeah what happened when you became eric bischoff <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm dying my hair jet black tomorrow what happened when you became a ken doll <laughs> okay uh so back on topic hey remember we wanted to keep this show short <laughs> lol um women's money in the bank is happening finally yay yay I kind of like how they shot this angle Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got the competitors to be able to do this now. Um, it, it's, it's been a, it's a different type of women's division than there ever has been. So, I mean, you've got people like Becky and Charlotte, um, I don't know what the hell Tamina's going to do, but uh, um, no. except do a really be, bad Superfly Splash. She's just going to be a total badass. Yeah, she's going to she push was, up the ladder like a hundred fucking times. She was great on Tuesday. She had like, some. I think I even tweeted this, she had like fire and passion and like, she was just destroying shit. I was like, thank God she's not just like a, another person. Like, that's her thing. Which is great, but she's Hallelujah. not... She's not a good worker. No, she's not. But if she's going to be there, she needs to be. She needs to fill a role, and that's a role they didn't have was a destroyer in this division. I mean, it. She is the Nia Jax, except with maybe a little bit of training. Can they tag team? And I just have want to. Me, I love me to be the strong one. I love. I love both of them, but how bad would that tag team be, Tom? I mean. See, that's the thing about Nia is that she's booked to be this monster and she's not strong. No. Bless her heart. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm really excited for this. When's the last time we had a women's ladder match of any kind? Ever? Never. Yeah. So this is like. This we should, haven't had. This should close the show. Yeah, it should. Or at least. Well, I don't know what else is going to be on. The men's Money in the Bank match? Gender versus Orton? Uh, I, well, no. Uh, New Day and Usos? The Hot Cops and uh, The Shining Stars? I think that's all it's booked so far. Well, you're going to have to break it up somewhat. You can't have both the Money in the Bank matches at the same time. You know, yeah. It's like back to back. They'll have the men's one closed, so when Shinsuke wins, it'll be a big celebration. 
We'll get to that next week. I was going to say, we'll get to that next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited for this. Because I know the reports where they're going to do it, they're going to do it. And then they announced that five-way for Tuesday to determine the number one contender. And I was like, ha, plans changed, didn't they melt? And then uh, this was the plan. This was the plan all along. And uh, I could not be more excited. As soon as this match didn't start and that started happening, I was like, oh, shit, here we go. We're getting that Money in the Bank match. There was some destruction, though. It was. I loved that. It went on just a skosh too long. Yeah. But it was really good. It made me excited yeah. to see it. These five, None of these five women can get along. So let them just destroy each other and... And that um, was the thing. one of it WWE's was... most extreme nights of the year. <laughs> and uh, have fun. It'll be good. So James Ellsworth's going to die during this, right? Oh, God. Yeah, he'll be out there. Oh, no. <laughs> That'll be great. Yeah. He's taking okay. he's taking a bump. Yeah. He's he's going off the ladder, probably straight to the floor. So do you give them a different briefcase or are there just two blue briefcases? I. You should be distinguished a little bit differently. But, you know, if this was the Divas era, it would be a pink rhinestone butterfly briefcase. Now, mind you, this is for... It's for any title, though, isn't it? No. This, this can't be, like, a Money in the Bank uh, thing it's... where you can challenge for just only one belt. I believe they're both for their brand. Okay, but what's the say? Say, Natalia takes the money in the bank. Can she challenge Kevin Owens? Woof. Oh, why not? Outside of the fact that that would be horrible, but still. Why are we talking about this now? We were going to make this short. This was something that we we're going to talk about next week. If you're listening, ignore this part. I just wanted to put it on there because I thought it was exciting that they actually announced it and booked it. That's all. Okay. Yes, it is very exciting. Are you telling me to go to the 10 count? I just rolled out of the ring. Oh, shit. All right. 10 count time. 10 count. Uh, This is 10 news bits and wrestling from things that happened this week. It was a pretty quiet week, so this got kind of tough. We we need a... uh... We do need a little musical interlude there eventually should one just, day. Should I just remake Match Exchange where it goes, ten count? One. An explosion. Two. Oh my god. If it's an, I just, a full ten count. We just waste ten <laughs> seconds of the show. But, uh, well, if it's WWE ten count, it's going to be like 30 seconds of the show. Half, yeah. So we'll have to do a New Japan ten count. So it'll literally be ten seconds. One, um, two, two, three. Yeah. All right. Oh, and I'll count there. I don't know. Right. All right. Ten count. Ten things in wrestling. Number one, uh, design plans apparently re- leaked for a possible WWE theme park. So we need your Patreon money so we can be there opening day if it happens. <laughs> yeah. We. That. That's just. There are too many ideas for that. Oh yeah, and. Let me pull up the article here because they listed some things that were potential ride concepts in this design plan. Here we go. Uh, Concept names entitled Road to WrestleMania. Okay. 
the Andre the Giant Funhouse. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. What would that entail? Lots of beer. That's all I could think. Uh, and a haunted house with relations to the Undertaker and the Boogeyman. Because those are two gimmicks that should be mentioned in the same sentence. Yeah, they're like the same thing, aren't they? Yeah. So, Tom, if you had to create a ride for this theme park, what would it be? I was thinking more along the lines of attractions, not necessarily a ride. Well, right, yeah. Well, I it's was not a have... theme park; it's an entertainment park, Tom. The enclosed pool area petting zoo. I thought you could have the Roman Reigns roller coaster, and it never quite get over the top. Okay. That was a good joke. I tried to be as offensive as possible, and it just... You had you had to sell Roman, didn't you? Yeah. That's that's how that works. Uh, Number two. Two! <laughs> okay, this is the bit. Now you have to just yell the numbers every time. Uh, You just put yourself in that corner. All right, do it again. Two! Thank you. Best of the Super Juniors. Uh, Will Ospreay has won block A and will be in the final. And Jushin Thunder Liger actually won a match, finally. He defeated, Damn right he did. He defeated Tai Chi with a hell of a lot of help, but he got his win. So he is he is eliminated, as he was last week, but uh, he is now eliminated for all time from Best of the Super Juniors, because he said he was. Considering he was the oldest participant in this year's Best of the Super Juniors, the oldest participant in last year's best of the super juniors and the oldest participant in the best of the super juniors before that um yeah it's yeah. probably time for him to yeah wrap that down and the thing is he still can put together a halfway decent match but at this point in japan instead of how oh say like former stars who want to book themselves in america in japan a guy like liger can turn around and go you know what it's not my time anymore. I'm going to put over these guys because they're the greatest that we have in the world pretty much right now. And I had my time on top. It's time for me to make these guys look good. And that's what he did. And he probably would have been fine going out without any wins. And they're like, no, we, we need to give you one because otherwise everyone's going to revolt, including the guy who does the podcast from Raleigh. Yep. I agree. They ripped his like. Yeah, Tai Chi, outfit tai Chi and... took out some scissors and cut his mask and his bodysuit. Yeah, weird. But he did not sp- uh, spit uh, Muda mist. So true. Thank God. Because that that's what happens when you cut his mask. Just saying. Does it? Is that a thing? Uh, Is this a trope I'm not aware of? A uh, future match exchange uh, idea just planted in my head. Okay. okay cool. Three! The Bella Twins will be on Whose Line Is It Anyway on Monday. <laughs> I enjoy that show. And um, the thing the thing is with when they do the guests, it's it's a very limited thing. It's not like they actually make them do the whole show. They just kind of come in and then the actual like improv people work around them for the most part. Oh. So, so yeah, it's it's not going to be a huge amount involved, but it's gotcha. They they may allow them a little bit of, you know, improv 
type of work. <laughs> because but... we all need some Nikki Bella improv in our life. You know what? <laughs> Perfect. Just, every line starts out. Yes, and... <laughs> Pre-mode! <laughs> you know what? <laughs> It's actually going to be Maurice as Nikki Bella. <laughs> yes. All right. I'm in. And Daniel Bryan as Brie. It'll just be their wives. I'm a vegetarian. Four. Oh. X-Pac had all his charges chopped from when he got popped at LAX, supposedly for meth and other substances. Um, this is one of he those things. He was right. Yeah, this is one of those things that gets blown out of proportion because he has the reputation that he has. And, I mean, sober or not, like, Sean Walton's always kind of looked high to begin with. So, I don't know. But, yeah. yeah. Happy ending, I guess. Yeah, yeah. glad he just... is truly safe and sober and all that mess. Yeah. Five! NXT canceled their appearance at Manchester after the the bombing last week at the arena. Uh, they're going to use the day instead to visit, to take the superstars to the hospitals to visit people affected by the tragedy. So good on good on WWE. Also, uh, yeah, you canceled it because it's still an active crime scene. Yeah, I mean it. It it works, you know, twofold there. It, again, you can't necessarily work there but at the same time you're still going to travel there and kind of do some goodwill and i mean as much as we criticize wwe and uh, vince and all that uh they do a hell of a lot of work with children's hospitals and uh charitable type things so i mean good on them for taking lemons into lemonade i guess or some other stupid analogy that i can't think of right now We have five. Five! Nope. Six! Chris Benoit uh, was accidentally featured in an advertisement for a social media campaign by Walker's Crisps, which are essentially Frito-Lay in uh, the UK. Yeah, uh, Lay's chips. Yeah. Uh, I guess they did a promotion centered around the, the uh, Champions League final because it's in Wales this year. And it was like, tweet us your pictures, and we're going to put them on a big fan wall outside the stadium. And, of course, it just got flooded with dead people and serial killers and criminals. And apparently they took the photo they thought was best and put it into a social media advertisement. Surprise, surprise. It was Chris Benoit's WWE headshot. (laughs) And the guy (sighs) looks at the picture of the video and goes, nice selfie. (laughs) I was like, oh, shit. I could, it was, it's not, it's real. It is, you know what? It is really funny. It's really, really funny. They should know better. Yeah. There, there's an intern or somebody that needs to kind of look at stuff like this and go, Hmm, who is this guy? Should we know who this is? They may need a new social media agency. And I know somebody that can help them with that. I was going to say, I know a guy. Seven. Lucha Underground is back. They had their mid-season premiere Wednesday night featuring an all-night-long match uh, between Willie Mack and Johnny Mundo. And obviously, we're recording the show while that's going on, so I have not seen it. It's an all-night-long match, and Lionel Richie is not involved? No. Neither is Rich Swan. Then garbage. Yep. 
Eight. There's a video that Randy Orton put on social media this weekend, which may be my favorite wrestler in real life social media video of the of the year so far, where they're panning his pool, and you see him sitting there playing with his dog on one end, and it pans around. And you see some kids playing basketball on the other end. And it pans all the way around, and you see one of his sons running full speed into the pool. Then Randy comes out of nowhere and RKO's his son as he's jumping into the pool in the smoothest, most well-timed RKO maybe of all time. Did you see this I mean, video? I've I've showed it to my children and warned them as I took them to the pool today that <laughs> just watch your six. That being said, you can piggyback the story of the guy that murdered his two-year-old by, he said, by attempting a Batista bomb, uh, but he did it next to a concrete wall and smacked the toddler's head off of it like a complete idiot. So that guy needs to rot in hell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, don't try this at home. I mean, I, it goes back to me being like, you know, in like grade school when I first got into wrestling. And one of the things you do, the first thing you do once you start to get into wrestling and like you find a pool with a diving board, you do every like dive and things like that off the diving board into the pool. That's the pool is like the safest thing that you can dive into. Are you saying we so. should have a Patreon tier that's like come have a pool party with us? <laughs> yeah i mean we'll just you'd... do that all day it sounds like fun I, i've i mean i've got the community pool here it's not a community pool it's the neighborhood pool and i think i can have up to like five guests so Ooh, fun bring beer in cans no bottles nine ring of honor is debuting on television in india this week india number one it's my only comment Number one, number one, number one, number one. Ten! Ring the bell! <laughs> All right. Uh, in other Ring of Honor news, uh, the main event for Best in the World, their next pay-per-view has been announced. It'll be Christopher Daniels defending... Christopher Daniels. There we go, if I can say it right. Defending his Ring of Honor world title against Cody. Ooh. <laughs> Well, that, that's just asking for a title change. Yeah. Pretty but... sure it'll happen this time. It should. Again, I love Daniels, but put it on somebody that'll actually, you know, sell. You know what else sells, Tom? What? When people go to Patre- or to cheatersneverpin.com and they click the Patreon button. What can you do if you click on that Patreon button? We, we're selling ourselves. I guess. Which is sound, that legal? I don't know, but they're giving us money for our services. Oh, that sounds legal. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so if you go to cheatersneverpin.com and click the Patreon button on the front page, uh, you can donate, you know, however much you'd like a month to us as a little thank you uh, to help us cover the cost of doing the show for you every week and for having the website. Uh, yeah, but patreon.com, it just makes us feel good when you give us your money. And um, once again, to kind of, you're not only supporting us at Cheetos Never Pin when you contribute to the Patreon, but you're also contributing to the 328 Podcast Network, uh, which includes both our podcast, um, the Cheaters Never Win podcast, um, and other podcasts that may be in the works, but we haven't actually, you know, fished those out yet. Right. And. Um, did you hear about the most recent announcement 
that uh, our tag team podcast made uh, what this morning? Maybe I, haven't, I guess I haven't made it that far, so no, please tell me. Okay, so if you become a Patreon subscriber uh, to the Section Three Twenty Eight group, which is includes us and um, them, basically the same Patreon link that you were joining um, when we were trying to sell this in the first place. Um, and you join by, I guess, uh, the 22nd of June. So within the next three weeks or so, um, subscribers or subscribers, Patreon supporters, I guess, or whatever the term would be, uh, will get access to the highly anticipated, much rumored drunk podcast that is going to be done at the uh, NHL draft in mid-June. Yep. So the Section 328 podcast has threatened probably for the last two plus years to do a drunk podcast. <laughs> and they will be, finally, but only for Patreon supporters, of which you can be one of if you click on the patreon button on cheatersneverpin.com what what tier do people need to give to for that Tom? you can be uh just one dollar a month if you want to be it's just if you're any kind of supporter now mind you there are different tiers that you can join where you get uh other incentives like stickers potentially t-shirts things like that uh but you only need to be uh a one dollar patreon uh donator contributor whatever the term is i don't have a sheet in front of me telling me what that actual term is but you only need to be patron that makes sense uh you only need to be in you only need to be contributing so whatever level that you choose to be at as long as you're a patron to our patreon uh you can have access by june 22nd or something along those lines uh you will have access to that podcast and only uh patrons will have access to that that will not be made available to the public so there's a little extra carrot to dangle in front of you tom what do you say we sweeten the deal a little bit for anyone who gets a dollar more by june 22nd okay i'm in because if they're going to do a drunk podcast I think we need one too, right? Oh yeah, I, I think that makes sense. So we might just as so, well. And I think the way we have to do it too is it's got to be get drunk and give commentary over an old pay per view. Okay. And it's kind of. I think we can do that. Yeah. I think we get real drunk and we do December to December. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I would have to get pretty drunk to watch that again. So there we so. go. Yep, me too. So <laughs> if you donate a dollar or more to the to the 328 Media Empire Patreon by whatever their cutoff date is, the 22nd, we'll use the same date, you will have access to Cheaters Never Pin Drunk live and in, indecent 
watches. I'm wearing pants. Sorry. He won't be that night. Watches December to December. So that will be something that oh, you dear. can only access. Yeah. If you're a Patreon subscriber. Yeah. You'll have to listen to it through the Patreon website and shit. So. Yeah. And knowing how obnoxious I am and knowing how obnoxious JC is, we'll talk about it a lot. Yeah. And you'll feel disappointed if you didn't get access to that somehow. The good part is if we're doing commentary over a pay-per-view, that means we're we're capped at three hours. Yeah. So that means we can only drunkenly ramble for three hours. Oh, we'll drunkenly ramble for longer than that, but... Oh, yeah. For sure. Only three hours recorded. Right. So, there we go. We're sweetening the pot. A little extra bonus contribution. <laughs> All um, right, Tom. Does... Are you ready? Uh, I think I am. Are you sure? I'm bracing myself right now. Magic It's time for the magic exchange. Got a little bit of shrapnel in my eye there, so. <laughs> All right, Bob Holly. Where's it crash? Which which one of them got the glass in their head from WrestleMania 2000? Don't uh, I think it was Crash. So, joke fail. Yeah. Uh, so last week, our special guest, Trash Newton, Chris, uh, gave us a match to watch from Ring of Honor's Supercard of Honor from this past WrestleMania weekend. Marty Skrull versus Adam Cole for the Ring of Honor TV title. What'd you think? We both watched the same one, so. Yeah. Um, so, full disclosure. No, don't do it. <laughs> K-Fabe Tom. I watched highlights of this match. <laughs> Damn it. Because I didn't buy the Ring of Honor pay-per-view way back when, and uh, I was not going to pay a lot of money for it to see it now. <laughs> so It's too I went, hard to fe- seek out nefarious means to watch it. Yeah, I went and I kind of looked around, and uh, I got highlights on YouTube, which was nice. There was about six and a half minutes worth of highlights uh and i mean i'm sure there was a lot more to the match but um i mean i enjoyed what i saw um i've gotten to see marty's girl um a bit the last couple of weeks watching best of the super juniors and i think honestly watching him with a guy like adam cole is more suited to his style a lot more than um the super junior guys uh i enjoyed watching him work with adam cole a lot more and uh i think they really complemented each other well uh so many super kicks but i think that's just a ring of honor thing in general um but yeah i mean i really like the match um I enjoyed watching these two work together. Um, obviously, the the end angle was enjoyable as well. But, I mean, it, it was. It was a good time. Um, it, it was decently stiff, uh, which 
when you're throwing kicks and knees like these guys do, it's going to be in order for it to be worth a damn. And uh, I enjoyed it. All right. I'll give I'm not going to give it. I was going to say, I'm not going to give it a full star rating until I actually see the full match, but I enjoyed it. I also watched the six minute video. Here Uh Here are my notes from the six minute video. Given in traditional, let me just list them out fashion. There was no code of honor. He just kicked his hand. What a dick. I will always pop for Adam Cole, baby. Uh, the weapon standoff, LOL. So there's a spot where uh, Adam Cole has the umbrella. Marty ends up grabbing the title off the timekeeper's table and they just stand there while the ref's yelling, put both of them down, put both of them down and get back in the ring. <laughs> and it was very funny. Uh... Bebe into <laughs> Bebe into finger break. Nice. Nice <laughs> spot. Adam Cole does his Adam Cole Bebe. Marty Scroll comes out of nowhere, grabs his fingers and does the finger break spot. I enjoyed that. All the kicks, which it's an indie match, so that shouldn't surprise you. Kick out of package pile driver. Ugh. Snap pile driver and kick out. Ugh. Uh, oh yeah damn I hate full I don't know if I hate full cell or ring of honor crowds more (laughs) it's like they're in a constant competition to see who's smarkiest and those are my notes (laughs) I enjoyed it though it's two of my favorite workers yeah yes and again just the kind of like threatening of super kicks but yeah not hitting it, but then hitting it, but then, yeah. A little super kick denial. You know, teasing yeah. with the super kick. You want to edge the super kick, but not really deliver the super kick. I'm sorry, I'm tired. We should probably start wrapping this show up. Tom, yeah, we'll what... <laughs> Tom, what match have you got for me for for that review next week? Um, Initially, I was... I had a match in mind, and then I forgot it when we were going through our pre-rundown. <laughs> And then, I don't know when it was, but it triggered to me again. So, um, we're going to, in the Wayback Machine, to 1997. um, To possibly one of my favorite um, eras, I guess, in the, I guess, Attitude Era, the beginning of the Attitude Era. Uh, And one of my favorite... Uh, non-traditional pay-per-views it was a in your house um july 6th 1997 in the saddle dome in calgary alberta canada in your house 16 canadian stampede um it was a pay-per-view that was i mean in your houses were short to begin with and this had all of four matches on the card, including a fifth match that was on the pre-show. But all you need to watch... Actually, there's two good matches on here. Uh, But the one I'm assigning you is the main event, where the Hart Foundation of Bret Hart, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, Owen Hart, the British Bulldog, and the Loose Cannon Brian Pillman 
take on the team of Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ken Shamrock, Goldust, and Hawk and Animal of the Legion of Doom. Uh, this match is notable in that uh, Brett was had already done his turn and was pretty much a heel. Um, Austin was in his face kind of non-face face run. Uh, this was, well, let's see, July. So this is like, you know, a few months after WrestleMania where they essentially did the double turn. Um, and you've got Austin, you've got Shamrock. These are you know, the Legion of Doom. These are traditional faces. Gold dust was kind of doing a face thing. This was totally the complete opposite because they went to Calgary and Brett was basically welcomed like the president of Canada. It was well, technically prime minister, I guess, but he was, he was like the king of Canada. He showed up and I mean, that whole group, I mean, Owen, Owen's pretty much been a dick for, you know, two, three years at this point. And they're all like cheering. I mean, this this crowd is hot. Uh, and for like a kind of weird traditional, oddly traditional 10-man tag team match. Um, I mean, it's a good work match in general. But again, the crowd carries it. It is. Yeah, it's, 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 it's something it's something to behold. Okay, I'm excited for that one. And I want you to get excited for a match that I chose because it features one of the stars of Lucha Underground. Uh, but what not... a shock! We're back to Lucha Underground. Well, yeah, but he's not. You know, he's not in Lucha Underground. This is not a Lucha Underground match. This is Jeff Cobb, who is the Monster Matanza, kayfabe on uh, Lucha Underground versus who I think will be my 2017 indie wrestler of the year, Matt Riddle from, I should probably tell you what it's from. It's from Evolve 74. So it's, uh, uh, would have been earlier in the year. Uh, this is a free match on YouTube. So if you just search Jeff Cobb, Matt Riddle, it'll come right up. It's on uh, flow slams channel. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a really good, I watched this this afternoon. It's really good. It's just real strong technical wrestling, uh, and, and just two big ass guys also beating the shit out of each other at the same time. Yeah. I've, I haven't gotten a chance to watch Riddle. I've wanted to, uh, I've heard so much about him and like how he's just like how there's no such thing as a sure thing, but like he's the closest there's been to a sure thing since I don't know, angle maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. So enjoy. It's a really, really good match. It's only about 12 minutes long, but it's good. Really... Cause I don't have an attention span, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really good. I think you'll really enjoy it. A lot of, a lot of good mat work and stuff. So, um, I'm not going to give you the, um, uh the other match that I really like on uh, Canadian stampede, but I'm just going to mention it in passing uh, for whatever reason. Uh, like I said, there are four matches on the card plus a, a Godwin's versus new blackjacks um, 
match that was on the free-for-all. Uh, Mankind fought Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Undertaker defeated Vader. Uh, but there was a match here that uh, was meant to be the debut of uh, Great Sasuke. Uh, WWF at the time had seen uh, Nitro building up this uh, luchador group and the junior heavyweights and uh, bringing over the New Japan guys and grabbing a bunch of the AAA wrestlers and they realized that they were kind of missing out on this cruiserweight thing. So they had their own cruiserweights there. I mean, guys like Scott Taylor and Brian Christopher and things like that, but they knew they had to get somebody like key. So they went and they did the research and they're like, Oh, well this guy, great Sasuke. He's, you know, former J crown winner. He's, you know, this guy's the shit. Everybody, you know, they should get him. He was on the ECW pay-per-view. He was amazing. So they signed him, or at least they had presumably had a contract in place. And they debuted him at this Canadian Stampede pay-per-view. But obviously they need someone for him to wrestle with. So they ended up going, okay, well, bring over somebody with you. I guess, and you know, or who would you like to wrestle with? I don't know the full story or anything. So they're like, okay, well, we'll bring over the guy that he wrestled at the ECW pay-per-view. We'll bring over Takamishinoku. And if you watch the match that I asked you to watch, uh, and you end up watching any other matches, watch this one and watch how Sasuke is pretty much being positioned to be the guy that they're going to roll with. And for whatever reason, he does not get over with the crowd, but for whatever reason, Taka does. And they end up basically doing a 180 and losing interest in Sasuke. And I don't think Sasuke ever wrestled for WWF again, but they signed Taka Mishinoku. Hmm, okay. So here was Sasuke who came in with all this fanfare and he had, I think, like I said, one match with WWF and it was his debut match and they brought in Takami Shinoku to sell for him and the crowd got completely into Taka and did not get into Sasuke and they went, you know what? I think we want nice. Taka, motherfucker. Taka's coming. <laughs> Alright, man. Tell the people where they can find you on the internet. Go to the Twitter machine, uh, look for at Mr. Workrate, at MR Workrate. Um, I'll be around tweeting about various stuff. Uh, we've got a few more podcasts to go. Uh, and then I am going to uh, Chicago next month through hell or high water uh, to cover the NHL draft. Nice. So. That'll be that may kill me. So that may be the end of the podcast Please right there. Please don't die. Please don't but, die. Uh, you can find me on other social media means, but I'm probably not going to friend you there. So it's nothing personal. I just don't use those things, and I don't really want to share my children's pictures with people I don't know. <laughs> uh, you can find me on the internet at jcbobbitt on the Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Cheaters in VR Pin and on Facebook uh, under Cheaters Never Pin. Give us a big blue thumbs up there. And also be sure to 
rate, review, and subscribe to this show on whatever platform you're listening, whether that be iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, YouTube, or Spreaker. I forgot to do that at the beginning of the show, Tom. I thought something seemed missing. Me too. Anyway. Yeah, I think that'll do it for another week of the Cheaters Never Pin podcast. Thank you for joining us. It's been a real good thrill. Roll Tide. (laughs) Roll Tide. All right. So for Tom and myself, this has been the Cheaters Never Pin podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, And Kathy Griffin, if you're listening to this, you can do our New Year's Eve show now if you'd like. We'll catch you on the flip side.